Welcome to Power of Faith and the ministry of David Hathaway. David's many years of experience as a man of faith are available to you right now. Please join David as he ministers today's word. And for six years, seven years this year, I've been invited to preach to Vietnamese boat people. These are Vietnamese refugees who risked their lives. The head of the organization came out on a flimsy boat with his family. They would have drowned, but they were picked up by a German freighter and ended up in Germany. But now when I go there, they have a summer camp and there, there, there were more than 600 registered and they'd come from all different parts of Europe. They were all the same, Vietnamese refugees from communist Vietnam. And I, I, I was preaching to them in the morning and I only preach two times a day. I won't preach three. And I said to the pastor, I said, who's the preacher this afternoon? Oh, he said, there's no preacher today. We take them all out into the markets and they preach the gospel in the streets. And before I got up to preach, I said, look, I said, I believe that some of these Vietnamese will go back into Vietnam to evangelize. He said, yes. I said, I'm going to teach them how to evangelize. And when I'm finished... I called them forward. I said, look, 600 here. I said, I, those of you who will commit 100% that you will go back from Germany or go back into Vietnam and evangelize and preach Christ, not to stay. No, if you go for a holiday, go two weeks, three weeks. They can't go. They can't live back there, be killed. And I said, how many of you will risk your lives and leave your families and with your own money, we're not giving you a dime, I said, with your own money you go back there and you preach the gospel in the streets. 300, more than 300 came forward. And I prayed over them. You see, that's the power of the gospel. Salvation, repentance is only the beginning. We've got to live by faith. We have to have a baptism of power. We've got to become a new creation. But we've got to come alive. The church is not alive. We've got to come alive. We've got to demonstrate the life, demonstrate the power. God hasn't called me to America. God hasn't called me to China. God hasn't called me to India or Africa. God has called me to Europe. And I want to tell you, we... How many real evangelists are there left in Europe? Do you know I'm the only evangelist in Europe that can take stadiums? They've, they've, they told me. Even the Iranians in London, they said, David, they can see you're the only one. And they say, we're believing that in Iran one day we'll do this. You see... God is moving, but you've got to go in faith. You've got to go with the authority and the power of God. I, I, I could spend all day talking about the power of God and talking about the miracles that happen. I remember when I was in, in Russia, oh, what, 13, 13, 14 years ago. And I was preaching in the big ice hockey stadium. We only had about 6,000, but the ice hockey it was all covered and it was, it was a good place. And they brought in a boy straight out of the hospital and they laid him on a stretcher at the back of the meeting. 
And when I prayed, he wasn't healed. So the mother came and said, will you come and pray with him? And I went to pray with him, and he wasn't healed. He was so critically ill, he was not able to come the second or the third night to the meetings. And on the Monday when I was flying, actually from Russia directly into Israel for another mission, they pleaded with me to go to the hospital. I said, I, I, I can't, I, I've got a plane to catch. They laid a car on, and on the way to the airport, they took me in that hospital. Now this young man, Anton, he was 21, and what I discovered was he was a criminal. They brought him out of a prison hospital. And he was not only a criminal, he was a drug addict, and so bad that with the, the needles and the injections, that his right leg was totally black with gangrene. And he was dying. He had HIV AIDS. And I knew they were going to cut. This was Monday. He had the papers in the hospital. His mother showed us. And on the Wednesday, they were going to cut his leg off above the knee. And I knew that if it, they did that, well, he was so critically ill. And because he had HIV, he would die. There was no other thing. What could I do? I'd prayed for him in the, in the, in, in, in the stadium. God didn't heal him. What could I do? Quickly call on the Holy Spirit. I only had a matter of minutes. The others weren't allowed in. You, the others with me weren't allowed in the room. He was so critically ill. I just simply said to him, Anton, God will heal you. Don't sign those papers. Don't let them cut your leg off. I will be back in six months and you'll stand on the platform with two legs totally healed. I just prayed quickly and left. Six months later, I was back again in Russia. And I was in the same city, Perm. And we were broadcasting the meeting live on the local television. And I said, where's Anton? Nobody knew. And so I did something which is quite difficult. Live on television, I said, Anton, six months ago, you were dying in the hospital. I prayed for you, and I said, God would heal you, and you would come on this platform, and you'd tell everybody that God worked a miracle. I said, Anton, I want you here tomorrow. He came. Two legs, and he stood on the platform. He said, you know, something happened when David came. He said, I heard those words and heard him pray. And it's like God gave me a gift of faith. I knew that God would heal me. I didn't let them cut my leg off. And look, here I am. You see? The authority of the power of God. And so that is the power that we're dealing with. That is the God we're dealing with. But the power is in the gospel. Lose the gospel, you lose the power, you lose the authority. Oh, I hear people talking about all these phenomenal experiences of people falling over and screaming and making noises. And Oh, they say that's wonderful. They say that's revival. No, revival is when there's conviction through the Holy Ghost and people repent and cry out to God when God changes a nation. 
And that's what we're in the business of doing now. And the church has got to wake up. Why? I think we're in the end of time. The Bible says, Jesus says, the gospel will be preached to the Gentiles until the end of the time of the Gentiles. Then Israel will be saved. Israel is now repenting. And I question how much time we have left in the Gentile churches. You know what's happening in this country. We're turned away from God. The government legalizes what the Bible calls sin. There is no consciousness of sin. There is no fear of God. And the name of Jesus on our streets is a swear word. Isn't that true? Let's get back to that gospel. Let's get back to the power. People say, you can't evangelize today. God, then what am I doing? People say, you can't fill stadiums. Then how do I fill stadiums? It costs an enormous amount of money. We do it by faith. We never have the money up front. When we started this project for two years in Poland, it cost us 2.3 million. We didn't have the money. You have to get on your knees. You go by faith and you ask God and you pray. I mean, how else was I healed? How did I get out of the prison? It's 11 years ago when I had the lung cancer. I'm sure you all know the story. I had lung cancer, confirmed in the hospital, went through every test, and they showed me the cancer, the x-rays, the CT scan, they even put a camera down my right lung. You're dying, you've got lung cancer. The only hope is to remove your lung and give you chemotherapy. And I said, no, God is bigger than that. I don't have time. I don't have time for hospital. I don't have time for that. I'm too busy preaching the gospel. And I said, oh God, I will not go back into Russia if you don't heal me. How can I stand up and tell people you're a God that works miracles and heals the sick if I've lost my lung and if I've got chemotherapy. I said, that's rubbish. I said, there's only one way. If you want me to go on preaching the gospel, you work a miracle, you heal me, and then I'm a living testimony. No, that was only the beginning. It took me three months of prayer and fasting and seeking the word of God. And I was in Germany. We have an office in Germany. It was it's based in a our house there, and we were on our way preaching somewhere. Katie was there, some of the others, the German staff were there, and I went up on the mountain on the hill behind the office to pray, as I like to. I like my prayer mountains. I was crying out to God for a miracle, and I came down. The others were all in bed, and I got into bed, and within a short time, I was choking to death. And it's that terrible feeling when the cancer just throttles you. I couldn't speak, I couldn't breathe. But I'd come down from the mountain. And I just cried out in my spirit, Oh God, deliver me. And suddenly there was an explosion. And it was like a big cough. And the cancer came out of my lungs. And the staff will tell you, they had to burn the bed, not just the bedding, the whole bed, because of what came into that bed. But the result, 
totally healed. You see? You see, God has power, but you've got to live by faith. Come on, stop this. You've got to live by faith. But you need courage to believe God. You need courage to believe God. Faith is not something in your mind. Faith is what your feet do. Faith is what your hands do. Faith is what your, what your mouth says. Thank you for listening today and for being a part of the Power of Faith broadcast. We would like to give all new subscribers to David's ministry a free gift. To receive your free faith-building gift, visit www.eurovisiontv.org. Also available online are a large assortment of books, media, and information for your growth in God. We would love to hear from you. Contact us by visiting www.eurovision.org.uk. Remember, those that know their God will be strong and do exploits.